Hi, welcome to Kids Verse, a podcast created by Kids for Kids. I'm Lily. And I'm Evie. And each month we talk to people about their jobs. This month we're talking to Stuart. He is a professional gardener, scientist and teacher. Fact. In the 18th century, Launcelot Capability Brown was a landscape architect and responsible for using more natural style of garden with clumps of trees. Winding man-made lakes and woods in the United Kingdom, he copied nature so well that his work is often mistaken for a natural landscape. He created a ha-ha fence to keep the animals away. The animals couldn't get over the sunken fence and it didn't ruin the view. He also built a machine that was able to move huge trees horizontally before they used to be dug up and carried vertically and it was really expensive and difficult. We acknowledge that we are on the lands of the Wurundjeri people who have been custodians of this land for thousands of years. This interview was recorded via the internet so we apologise for any audio issues. Welcome Stuart, what got you interested in horticulture? Well, Lily, a long time ago, when I was still at school, I decided that what I wanted to do was run away to the country and grow all my own food and not talk to anyone else. (laughs) But I realised I didn't know how to do any of that. So I thought I'd better learn how to grow plants. So that's how I got into it. Because basically, if you can grow plants, that's what everything else on earth relies on, plants. My mum helped design your logo for the Garden Doctor. Can you tell us about your job? Okay, well, the Garden Doctor is pretty much, it's like being a doctor for plants. So a lot of people like having a garden and they don't necessarily know all that much about plants. And just like if you get sick, you go to the doctor. Well, if people's plants get sick, They don't really know who to go to, so I thought I would start up this service where they could contact me and I would say, here's what's wrong with your plant and here's how to make it better. So that's why it's the garden doctor. I'm sort of like an emergency ambulance for plants. My mum likes gardening. We have heaps of flowers. What are the easiest to grow where we live in Victoria? It depends where you are. I mean, wherever you are, the easiest things to grow is the plants that are native to that area so if you like flowers you can contact your local council and say what are the flowers that used to grow in my local area and they can give you a list of those plants and the reason they're the best plants is because they've grown there for millions and millions of years and they're perfectly adapted to the environment and the amount of rainfall you get and the soil you have and everything about your local area but if you want to grow other things You can do things to your soil, but then it starts to get tricky and much more complicated. But yeah, one thing you can do is look around in other people's gardens in your area and see what they've got growing that looks good. And you can say, oh, okay, we'll try and identify what that is because that looks like it's really enjoying this local area. That's one way to figure out what you can grow as well. What's the difference between permaculture and horticulture? Permaculture is a relatively new idea. It was come up with by two guys in Australia in the 1970s. David Holmgren and Bill Mollison came up with the idea of permaculture. And that's the idea of designing 
places where people live to provide all of the things that people need from that local area. So they try and get as much energy as they can, whether that's from solar panels or other ways of making electricity and things like that, growing their own food, growing timber so they can build things and and basically trying to use all of the things that they need, but source them in the area where they live. And horticulture is a bit different. So horticulture is a lot older than permaculture as an idea. Horticulture goes all the way back to the ancient Greeks. So the word horticulture comes from the Greek hortus, which is garden. So the Greeks figured out that, you know, you could take plants out of the natural environment and get them to grow somewhere else. And that's where horticulture came from. So horticulture is really growing plants away from their natural environment in in a different environment. That's what horticulture is. And it's really, it's a, it's a science. If you study horticulture, you're studying applied science. So it is a, a recognized science. Have you ever found any animals when you've been landscaping gardens? Oh, so many animals. Lots of things under the ground. I mean, find I find worms and things like that all the time and sometimes beetle larvae, which are little sort of grub-looking things that, that live in the soil. But also, you know, if I've worked in nurseries and things like that and things like frogs and lizards and all those sorts of things are always hiding in amongst the plants. And because I do or have done a lot of work in people's houses, there's often, you know, cats lying around in the garden and dogs who are very interested in digging up whatever I'm digging up and trying to help. But also I do find things like, you know, if I'm if I'm pruning a tree or something, I often find, you know, a possum curled up in the tree or something like that and, and birds' nests and things like that all over the place. So there's, you know, the, the thing is, the animals rely on plants being everywhere as much as we like them to be everywhere. So, yeah, there's definitely all sorts of different animals all over the place. Lily has possums in her garden. Should we be planting more natives in our gardens to help wildlife? This is, you know, it depends how you feel about it. The thing about possums is some people think they're a pest because they will eat their prize roses and things like that. And other people think that, you know, they the possums were here first before uh, Europeans came and planted all of their exotic plants. So maybe the possums should have all the space back to themselves. The possums don't care either way. They will eat whatever's there and they don't really mind. It's better for the possums if they do have native plants to feed on. So some of the possums can get quite sick. Uh, if, if they're feeding on plants that aren't native because they're not very well adapted to digesting things like, you know, some people feed possums with fruit and vegetables and things like that. They shouldn't really be doing that because it's not healthy for the possums. You know, a, a banana is like McDonald's for a possum. Yeah, we probably should have more native plants and that will help possums stay healthy, but it will also attract other animals so native birds and even native insects so there's all sorts of native insects which are part of the natural ecosystem and if you plant the plants that those insects like then you'll get those insects then you'll get things like birds coming in to eat the insects and the birds will actually help control other insects so they actually make help make your garden healthier as well what are your favorite plants anything i can eat 
doesn't everyone like eating? That's why I think plants are the best because all of the good things come from plants. You know, chocolate is part of a plant. How good is that? Vanilla is part of a plant even. I like food. So that's when I said before I tried to find out about growing all the things I like to eat. So I like to eat all of the tasty things. So tomatoes are really good. They're very easy to grow. That's the most grown vegetable in backyards all over the world. Everyone loves tomatoes. But I also like growing chilies and I've even grown potatoes. I've got some black potatoes growing at the moment. But yeah, anything you can eat. But I do also like native plants as well. I actually grew a a native plant that you can eat, which is called a, a bunya nut. And it's a giant tree, gets to about... 45 meters tall and it has giant pine cones on it that weigh 20 kilograms and they have these big nuts in them like pine nuts only much much bigger sort of almost the size of a a golf ball that's one of my favorite plants but it's very spiky and it also helps keep people away if you don't like people what's the weirdest or funniest question you've been asked about gardening Oh, that's that's tricky. I get asked lots of funny questions. There's a kind of trees called deciduous trees, and they're the ones that lose their leaves in winter. And people think, if they don't know very much about plants, that their trees are dying in the winter, and they panic about it. But because I teach as well, I do get asked some very weird and funny questions. I should start writing them down because I can't remember them off the top of my head. But really, you know, this is the thing about learning things is I try not to make people feel bad for asking what I think are weird and funny questions because if you don't know something, then you should feel free to ask without thinking that people are going to laugh at you. You built an indoor orchard once. Did you have cherry trees in it? I did. I did put a cherry tree in it. The, the tricky thing about having an indoor orchard though, and this applies to cherry trees particularly, is that when the trees flower, they need something to come along and pollinate the flower or you don't get any fruit on the tree. So if you've got an orchard indoors, then how do you get the flowers pollinated? So luckily this was only a, a sort of an installation which was kind of just for show while these people ran an event in this indoor space. But otherwise we would have had to get an indoor beehive and I'm not sure that would have been all that popular with the people who had to use that indoor space if we had bees flying around all over the place. But yes, it did have a cherry tree in it. My mum gave me a bit of our garden to plant things in and I planted roots and it grew everywhere. We also grew an oak tree from seed. What's a good way for kids to get interested in gardening? I think the way that your mum has given you a bit of the garden is probably a great way to do it because, you know, if kids feel like they own part of the garden, they'll be more interested in what's growing in there and if they can put in things that they like. I remember when I was a, when I was a kid and I used to eat, eat mandarins while I was watching the TV and I would find the seeds. Sometimes you find a seed in the mandarin and I would put those seeds in a pot plant that my mum had, an indoor plant, near the TV and I'd just poke them into the soil next to the TV and the seeds started growing and that's probably how I first started getting interested in in gardening but I think that's that's how you do it is you just you try things out you know if you if you have an avocado 
and you find the big pip in the middle of the avocado, stick it in the ground or stick it in a pot somewhere and see what happens. And that's how I think it's pretty amazing how you get whole new plants out of little tiny bits of other plants. I tried to grow an avocado tree, but it didn't work because I forgot where it was. So I couldn't water it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you do need to, um, if you if you do plant things in the ground, just get a little uh, a paddle pop stick or something like that and write the name of the plant on there and stick it in so you don't forget. Otherwise, it's very easy to forget. I forget where I plant things all the time. What sort of stuff do you do as a scientist? When I decided to start learning about how to grow plants I went to to university and I ended up looking at growing native plants because like I was saying before there's a lot of insects and animals and birds that rely on native plants and a lot of them we don't actually know how to grow very well so I started to look at why we couldn't grow certain plants that used to grow in Australia which we have cleared the area where they used to grow and things and we can't put them back because we don't know how to grow them so that was one of the main things that I looked at was what was what was missing from our from our growing procedures to actually get these plants to grow and one of the things that we found was that a lot of plants have fungus growing in association with their roots in a thing called symbiosis where two different organisms live together and benefit each other so that was one of the things that I spent a lot of time looking at I would go out to the forest and I would dig up plants and I would take the plants back to my lab and I would chop the roots up into tiny little pieces and then see if any fungi grew out of those little pieces of the roots and then I would try and figure out what those fungi were because obviously they've got a beneficial relationship and without the fungus then the plants weren't growing as well so in the nursery we didn't know what fungus to put with the plants so that's what we were trying to figure out. If kids are interested in studying plants and horticulture what do they have to do? Uh, I guess one of the things you can do at school is study science you can do biology that's probably a good start if you want to look at plants there's a lot of biology in horticulture and as I said before horticultural science is it's a science so if you are interested pay attention in biology and see if you can learn about plant growth that way then there's all sorts of things you can do after you finish high school you can study at TAFE where you can get a certificate three or a certificate four in horticulture. You can get a diploma in horticulture at TAFE. In horticulture, there's other ways of of learning. Um, You can get an apprenticeship in a whole lot of different parts of the horticulture industry. So there are apprenticeships in landscaping. There are apprenticeships in nursery production. There are apprenticeships in parks and gardens. So there's all different apprenticeships. And an apprenticeship is where you go to work most of the week and then one day of the week you go and do some classes at TAFE and learn about the the concepts behind what you do at work and basically you, you work your way through the learning part. But you get paid while you do it, which is why a lot of people like that way of learning. Otherwise... You could go to university and actually study horticultural science, 
and you could get a degree in horticultural science and then you could you could end up being a, a plant scientist at at the other end of that what did you want to be when you were our age uh well first of all i have to know how old you are nine nine, nine. when i was nine i probably wanted to be han solo but as a real job I think I might have wanted to just be an astronaut. But then a little bit after that, I changed my mind and I realized that Han Solo wasn't real. So then I wanted to be a film director. But it wasn't until long time after that that I wanted to be uh, a scientist instead. Thank you for letting us interview you, Stuart. No problem at all. What a pleasure it has been. Thanks for listening to Kids First. Tell your friends all about it. You can contact us at kidsfirst.com.au or via Twitter at kids underscore verse.